You're listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. Welcome to an episode of The Whole Truth podcast. I'm Paul Armstrong. This has got a bit of deja vu about it, this episode. The first podcast we did in this series was with a company called Minerals 260. The managing director at the time was a chap by the name of David Richards. David was credited with finding the great Lion Town lithium project known as Kathleen Valley. He went on to run Minerals 260. They took the non-lithium assets out of Lion Town, formed Minerals 260, and away it went. Minerals 260 now has a new chief executive. He's just started, Luke McFadden. He's a very impressive man. He walks fast, he talks fast, he's going places in a hurry. The funny thing about it is, one of his prime projects is in nothing but lithium. It's done a full circle in every respect. Their lithium project is right next to that owned by Delta, the company run by David Flanagan. A great address, some great geological attributes. They also are looking for other minerals in Western Australia along the Julemar trend. Luke is a man who's come out of Oz Minerals. He was part of that highly successful stable. The company was recently taken over by BHP. He was the head of strategy there, and he has a very clear strategy for Minerals 260. He's a fast-talking man, so put your seatbelt on, sit back and enjoy it. Luke, the first episode we did of the Whole Truth podcast was with your predecessor, Dave Richards. And Dave, Dave is obviously the man credited with him and his team with finding the great Kathleen Valley lithium monster that we all know so much about now. And, and then Dave was telling us all about how Minerals 260 had been spun out of Liontown, taking the non-lithium assets... Here I am talking to you, and you're going to tell me all about Minerals 260's lithium assets. Tell us, why was that, was that what attracted you to the company? Was it lithium, or was it the whole host of things? There were lots of things. I think to be successful, a company needs a, a, a few ingredients. Um, yes, the assets are absolutely important, uh, but behind it you need, you need strong leadership and the board that we've got, um, Anthony Cipriano from... He's also on the board of Liontown. Tim Gorder, of course, uh, David Richards moving to the board and Emma Scottney, who's a um, well-credentialed lawyer in, in WA. Um, they support it. They, they're hugely attractive um, for the company. Um, in, 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 in addition to that, as you know, uh, cash is king for small exploration companies and this company has a great balance sheet. We've got about $17 million on the, in the bank. So we are well-funded to do what we want to do. Um, and yes, of course, we've got lots of opportunities with our deposits. We've got uh, base and precious metals in Moira, and yes, as you mentioned, lithium and rare and rare earths as well. It's certainly a uh, a star-studded cast on the board. No doubting that. You mentioned some of those names, particularly Tim Goiter and and Dave Richards. But you've got a bit of pedigree yourself, haven't you? Let's not be shy. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I think I fit into the team well. There's there's no doubt I'm the the new kid on the block and. Looking forward to working with and learning from from the rest of them. Um, I was at Oz Minerals just prior to, so I was the head of strategy there at Oz Minerals for for a few years and led them through the transaction, and uh, found found this role immediately after that transaction ended, and then had some some great times at Sara Resources too. So my background in smaller companies and mid tier companies comes from that, um, and Sara again is 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 a, is a great company that's gone through peaks and troughs, and they're the types of companies that you, you cut your teeth on um, in this industry, um, and it still is a great company. Uh, prior to that, I was at South 32, so I was their first chief economist as they spun out of BHP, 
Um, so there's a trend here. I'm always trying to get away from BHP. And then... Uh, <laughs> That's totally, then, un- totally understandable <laughs> sentiment, I would have thought. <laughs> and then prior to that, um, like lots of people in the industry, I did I did do a couple of years at BHP too in, in iron ore and aluminium up in Singapore in marketing. It's interesting, interesting that you said that you were head of strategy at Oz. That strategy obviously went well. The shareholders certainly benefited from it, didn't they? It was great growth culminating in the BHP takeover, as you say. What is your strategy for Minerals 260? Look, at the moment, we're a little bit commodity agnostic, to to be honest. Um, I think at this stage, we're, we're, we're looking for that the, the, the next big thing that turns us into a, into a big company. Um, but at the same time, the, the balance of commodities and focus that we've got, whether it be copper, gold, PGEs, nickel, lithium or rare earths, um, and we've got them all potentially, um, I think is a unique offering to to investors even at this stage. Um, I think if we focused on just one commodity at this stage and put our all eggs in one commodity basket, then you're obviously riding that that particular commodity. Um, but I do do really like the the options we've got. Um, I think companies that you know have been successful in the past that have been relatively commodity agnostic, like your IGOs of the world, um, have proven that actually you, you don't need to be focused to be incredibly valuable and to generate lots of value for shareholders. Did you feel like the uh, the Bunsen burners Bunsen burner is pretty close to your bottom? I mean, you've got some pretty big shoes to fill. Dave Richards, uh, Tim Goyd are still there. Uh, you've you now have your own train set really for the first time, don't you? You've, you've done some great work for some of those big companies you referred to before. This is your opportunity to drive your own train, build a big company. Uh, do you feel the weight of expectation on your shoulders? Oh, look, absolutely. Um, but I take that as the opportunity rather than see it as a, as a risk and it, and it doesn't keep me up at night. Um, look, it's a, it's a huge opportunity, I know, and Dave Richards is, is no doubt the, a legend of the industry. Um, and he's been incredibly supportive of of this transition, um, as has the whole board. To be honest, not not just David, but um, David remaining um, on the board, and he still is a, he still is a technical director too. Um, he's really helping me through this next you know the early months, um, as we've said publicly that there'll be a transition period, and then when when David does become a non-executive director, obviously he'll still be around and we'll still get the benefit of, of his knowledge. Now, you've got, um, a, few, you've got a few Davids in your life, though, haven't you? Dave Richards and, and of course, moving to the projects, Luke, you've got uh, a chap by the name of David Flanagan, well-known to our listeners, no doubt. You may have heard of him, I'm not sure. <laughs> running a little thing called Delta Lithium, which has been rather successful of late. Can you tell us about the, 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 the distance, the relationship, the similarities between... Minerals 260's lithium prospects in the Gascoigne and David Flanagan's Delta. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll let David talk about Delta, um, and I'm sure he's he does a fantastic. Well, he does do a fantastic job at that. He but talks to anyone who's on still. Yeah, we we identified Aston, or the company identified Aston before I arrived, um, as a strategic area um, by some early work and some more early analysis. Um, and they created the package, tenement package that we've got today. And we've got about 1,700 square kilometres of highly prospective area. We do border Delta. Um, and it's in the same area that some of your listeners might be aware of. You know, you've got Hastings and Kingfisher in the area too. So um, these are these are not new areas, so to speak. They've just, they've always been looked at for, for base metals and, and precious metals. 
But then now you sort of come back and you look at them through a lithium or a rare earth lens, uh, rare earth lens, and you go, oh, hang on, there's there's a lot of interesting ground here. Um, so it's early days for us. Delta is is a little bit ahead of us in terms of their program. They're out there drilling and they've got exploration camp um so they do border where we are um and we we've got some early geophysics work and we've got some rock chip samples and soil samples in the lab at the moment um and we are expecting to release those results um very soon uh but we we don't have that data yet but yes we're quite excited by the by the prospect up in that region um and like everyone like everyone else in in australia and more globally we think there's a there's a great uh, future for lithium, not just um, uh, not just in Australia, but more globally. So it's it's a commodity that we really like, and obviously um, spun out of Lion Town, there is a bit of sort of irony, or um, you know, Lion Town 2.0 in this. But we uh, we're a long way away from something like Kathleen Valley at this stage. We do have sort of realistic expectations, but we're sort of hopeful at the same time. So you're really hunting for that strike extension of the the mineralisation out of the delta ground. Is that the long and short that's of, right. yes, of, of that's the strategy? Right. Yeah, we, we are very close very close to it and if readers go to our website, they'll see the maps that we've got that uh, that highlight how close we are. Um, look, we've Again, we, we've sort of released photos to show that we, there's pegnotites in the area, um, there's historical tantalum um, uh, prospects. So we know there's a lot of um, opportunity there and like I said, we, we've just got to do the work to, to define it now. Now, staying on the Tim Goida theme too, Luke, there's a uh, there's another similarity here, the, the Chellis Stable, of which obviously you're a member here, and the Julemar Ground. Can you explain to us what you're doing in respect to Minerals 260's own ground in that area and what similarities it may have? Well, so Mora is uh, in the wheat belt, so we're about sort of, it's about a two-hour drive north of, of Perth, so wonderful location for a mine. Um, you think about the challenging locations of mining in the world. Um, this this is not one of them, so to speak, in terms of distance from a, a major city. Um, and what we've got is is what we've got is called in the Mount Yule Corridor. And this this corridor of, um, it's about 1,000 square kilometres land position that we've got. Um, we're a fairly early mover in the region. Um, we've already done a lot of significant exploration work, so something like 14,000 geochemical samples. Uh, we've put about 550 holes in for 40,000 metres, uh, multiple geophysical surveys. And what we've identified is some very early stages of um, potential prospects. Um, so we've got various names for them, and, and uh, but what we've shown is that there's, there's absolutely copper, gold, uh, zinc, silver in the area. Um, what we need to do is go back and do more geophysical work and more drilling. Um, it's absolutely, there's absolutely something there and we've still got to do the work to determine how or if economic it is. Um, but we are quite excited by this. Um, again, it's, it's not a, a new, it's not a new area for exploration, but coming at it from sort of different people and different resources at a different time, sometimes yield you a, a different outcome. And, and that's what we've got here. Um, in terms of proximity to Chalice's ground, it's we're a bit further north, so about sort of I think it's about half an hour drive north of that. Um, but yes, we think there's a, a potential, a lot of potential for that, and very excited by it. So, in the short term, over the next sort of let's call it three months, what's the plan of action in terms of what's happening on the ground? What can shareholders expect to hear from you uh, in terms of news flow? 
what what we will look to do for all our, for our shareholders is we continue to progress those um, areas that we've just spoken about. We've also got a third exploration prospect called Dingo Rocks, which is further down south in WA and, and much earlier stage. We've got to do a lot more earlier work there. But what what we're aiming to do is is create create a company that people can rely on on in terms of uh, regular results and regular news flow. So. Whether it's from Aston, we're looking to do drilling there uh, in the next few months once we've defined those um, potential prospects, um, and we'll we'll get out there and hopefully prove what we think we what our hypothesis is. Um, and then with with the Mora ground, um, given it's in the Wheatbelt region, we've got to wait for uh, the farmers to do what they need to do. By the end of November, December, we'll be back out there and again hopefully drilling. Uh, early next year or later this year, early next year. Um, so we're a few. We've got a lot of preparation to do, um, but we're hoping the start of next year is is the start of a lot more, lot, lot of exciting things to come. You've obviously got a couple of great projects. Certainly, some highly desirable addresses there, and the neurology plays plenty of reason to be optimistic about what might lie on your side of the fence in each case. But given how much you've got on your books, there are you open to some sort of deal, Luca, in terms of either M&A activity where you grow your interests or farming out some of what you've got, or are you happy just to sit tight in both respects? Absolutely. Part of the reason why I joined this company and part of the attraction of it to me and my attraction to to the company was that this, this business is going to grow. Um, how we grow, we've still got to, we've still got to determine and, and in terms of bringing new opportunities into the portfolio or commercialising things we've got already, um, absolutely, and I think again, some of the some of the great mining companies of Australia, um, they, they have this this obsession with value rather than obsession with um, you know drilling meters or tons, and have this obsession with volume. We will be a company focused on growing value, um, and as simple as and as simple as that sounds, I think sometimes companies forget that that's actually sometimes what you're meant to be doing. Um, so we will have that. Almost obsession like we had at Oz to to get the company moving. Um, we won't rest on one or two great things. We'll always want more, um, and we certainly are looking for other things to bring into the portfolio. Um, and again, depending on how it all works out with with Aston and and more, it, it, whether whether neighbours or others are interested, we will certainly talk to them. Um, we're absolutely not allergic to making making value for shareholders. It certainly sounds like if you look at your track record, which has been obviously highly successful, some of the things you've been involved with. And listening to you talk now, Luke, you're a, you're a man on a mission, aren't you? No one could be confused about the extent of your ambition, either personally or particularly for this, in the case of Minerals 260. I hope so. I think, um, again, I think we've got clear goals and we want to keep this thing moving. Um, and, again, I think that comes from the desire of spinning, initially spinning it out of Liontown that, what what they had in line, Tanny, was great. It, it wasn't so much of spinning out things that um, weren't, weren't great. It was just they needed more love and more energy and, and more resources towards them. Um, and, yeah, look, it's a wonderful foundation. Um, as, a, as a CEO, you, you wish for these sorts of opportunities to build upon. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're excited about the future and excited to see where the company goes and, and build upon what we've already got. I mean, given that you that Minerals 260 has now put its foot back in the lithium sphere, uh, from which it was originally designed to walk away from, uh, part of the would you say it's it's fair that there's a bit of a 
constructive, competitive tension in the goiter camp? Is one looking over each other's shoulder? Who's who's doing well there? Uh, not at all. I think um, I think when when everyone in the industry does well, I think everyone's happy, whether or not you've got um, joint ownership or can, uh, cross ownership or cross directors. Um, look, I, I I love to see small companies do well. Um, you know, something like a third of the discover mineral discoveries in Australia in the last decade have come from junior explorers like this, um, because we you know we we thrive on the risk and we see risk as the opportunity rather than a threat. Uh, so no, I, I don't think so at all. I think it's it's a hugely supportive group, um, whether it's within the the Goida Empire or not. Um, look, there's lots of companies that want to see us do well. Um, you know, and, and like I said, when when the when the industry is thriving, I think it's it's better than uh, better than anything else. It's a great industry to be part of. Yeah, one of the biggest criticisms made of so many exploration companies is that there's just not enough action, isn't there? I mean, there's you know, have a project, nothing happens, there's a lack of news flow. I, I can't see that being a problem in the case of Minerals Two Sixty. You, you sound like you're beating about four drums at the same time. It's it, no one's going to uh, die waiting, are they? This is this is definitely not going to be a lifestyle company. Um, and look, I think, companies, I think a lot of companies, not just in in the mining sector, I think they sometimes run out of ideas or run out of capital or both. Um, and and I think that this this absolutely won't be that type of company. Uh, we're looking to move on. And for those that know any anyone on the board, um, this is these are not people that like to sit still. Uh, this this we hope will be the. The, the best of all the Goiter group of companies. Um, but like I said, we're a long way away from that, but we're looking forward to, to giving you a good crack. Well, you're certainly bringing a can-do culture, and I dare I suggested a, a can-do at a fair clip culture too. There's, I get the feeling that you're, you're running flat out already. You haven't given yourself a lot of time to bother about warming the chair and having a think about things. You're into it. I think shareholders and prospective investors would be very pleased to hear that you're, uh, you're going flat out, having only really just arrived. Um, some of those projects uh, that you've inherited obviously have got some very promising uh, geological credentials and some great neurology plays, but uh, they're still worth nothing until people put holes in them. So people will be delighted to hear that you're going to drill. I think that's why people buy shares in exploration companies, isn't it? Look, I think absolutely. I think, you know, but the, in terms of the pace and, and how many things we do at once, I think I've come from Osminals, Sire and South 32. We're all companies that have had to move quickly to to stay alive and survive and so um you know that's where you so you, you get your experience with those type, types of companies and the people that lead those and you pick up all the best parts of them and minerals 260 will hopefully see the the best of all of them uh look i think you know lot, lots of things about Oz and minerals to love you know we could have sat still and once we built carabatina could have sat on it and never did anything again and it would have been a wonderful company but there was a desire to keep it moving and then, you know, West Musgrave was given FID in the middle of the transaction. Um, and so that's that's the type of attitude we'll be bringing to this type of company that, like I said at the start, that we'd, we'd want to keep moving and keep building upon what we've got um, and look forward to speaking to you in the future when it's a, a much bigger and um, much bigger company with lots more opportunities in the portfolio. Luke, it's been great talking to you. I'm almost worn out. I think it's great to hear that somebody's... Uh getting in stuck in so quickly so enthusiastically with so much energy wish you all the best and certainly i'll track you down for another episode of the whole truth podcast to see how things are going later in the year fantastic thanks for your time and thanks for listening everyone thanks luke you've been listening to the whole truth a resources rising stars podcast 
produced by Resource Media. Hosted by Paul Armstrong for Reed Corporate. Please note that Reed Corporate does not provide investment advice and investors should seek personalised advice before making any investment decisions.